Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. And now we're going to finish this service today. We're going to sing another Hail to the Chief song, but it's Crown him the Lord of love. Behold his hands inside. Rich wounds, yet visible above. In beauty glorified. No angels in the sky can fully bear that sight, but downward bend their burning eyes at mysteries so bright. Crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music, but its own. Awake, my soul, and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. See, that's our, that's our, that's our song. That's, a, that's heaven's song. Now, in heaven's song, what's so interesting is that as they sing all this song in heaven, they come to this one part of the song that we're centered on tonight. And this one part of the song is so important. It's so moving that it says that they sing this song, you see that in verse, verse 12, with a loud voice, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. See, the words of this song, that causes them to just burst forward and they say the word worthy, worthy. What's that mean when it says worthy? What this song is doing, this is heaven's estimation of the Lord, what they think of the lamb. This is what they think of the lamb. And they say, worthy. That's in other words, they're giving their, their evaluation. And that's a great challenge for us because we're challenged when we look at heaven's estimation of what heaven thinks of the lamb. And then we ask ourselves the question, how do, is my estimation of the Lord Jesus Christ, does it line up with heaven's estimation? Is that what I think of the Lord Jesus Christ as the lamb? Is it anything like what heaven thinks of the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lamb. This is all heaven's evaluation of the Lamb. And the angels are there evaluating the Lamb as the Redeemer. No angel has ever been redeemed by the Lamb, but, but they watched him do the redemption. They watched what the Lord did when he redeemed man. And even though they weren't redeemed by his work, they can't help themselves but to sing in this loud voice, worthy is the Lamb the redeeming lamb that was slain to receive, and then they give this list of these items. Now, the angels in that part, they never knew what it was to be redeemed, but the redeemed in that group, they know personally how much they appreciated to be redeemed, and they're getting a little bit of a glimpse of what it really cost, and then they say, you know, we didn't know. We didn't have any idea what it cost it's just like that hymn, uh, the 90 and 9. 
but none of the ransomed ever knew how deep were the waters crossed, nor how dark was the night the Lord passed through ere he found the sheep that was lost. Out in the desert he heard its cry, "'Twas sick and helpless and ready to die." None of the ransomed ever knew the price that he paid them. But when they see the lamb on the throne, they start to get an idea. And then they lift up their voice and they say, oh, worthy is the lamb. Now, this part here of the song is giving seven estimates of the lamb, worthy, the seven points of worthiness. They're saying that he is worthy to receive, number one, power, Number two, riches. Number three, wisdom. Number four, strength. Number five, honor. Number six, glory, and then blessing. So first, the Lord, the lamb, is worthy to receive power. It's a very interesting word, exousia, exousia. It's translated here as power. It's also translated in John 1.12 as power when it says, as many as received him, to them gave he power, exousia, to become the sons of God, even the them that believe on his name. Really, it's talking about a double reception. We received the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and then we also received the power, the exousia, to become the sons of God. It's a very, very interesting word because it doesn't just mean power. It means authority. It means privilege. It means honor, and also carries with it responsibility. I remember back in 2013 when I was, those whistleblower lawsuits, uh, the firm that I used was Phillips and Cohen, and that meant that I got to knew got to know real well uh, Mary Louise Cohen, who was my attorney, and her partner John Phillips. And so John Phillips, in 2013, was appointed by President Obama to become, as he is now, the U.S. ambassador to Italy. So it's ambassador, and when and I remember we had celebration, and it was a big thing when he got that position as ambassador to the U.S. to Italy. And it was all the power, it was all the authority, it was all the honor, it was all the privilege of John Phillips, the ambassador, but it was also the responsibilities. Now, the moment that a child, the the moment that a person receives the Lord Jesus Christ, in that same moment, conferred on him is the honor and the privilege and the authority and the power of being a child of God. And so the first estimate that's given of the Lord Jesus Christ is he is worthy to receive this exousia. He is worthy to receive the power, the honor, the privilege, the authority. And consider all the power that he has. He says that all power is given to him according to Matthew 28, 18. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. We pray to the Lord Jesus because he has all power. And then he has power, not only that, but it says in John 17, 2, John 17, 2, he was speaking to the Father. He said, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. So he has the power over all flesh, and he has the power to give eternal life. Therefore, people pray to the Lord Jesus Christ to save them from their sins because he has the power to give eternal life and he has the power to forgive sins as it says in Matthew 9, 6, Matthew 9, 6, but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. And then he said to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up thy bed and 
And so we pray to the Lord Jesus Christ, forgive our sins because he has power to forgive. When we sin, we say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me, cleanse my heart, because he has the power to forgive sins. He has the power to heal sickness, and he has the power to cast out devils. You may say, cast out devils, I don't even know what that means. Go to Ethiopia, you will see, as, we, as I have seen, people who clearly are possessed with devils, and uh, it's just so open and obvious there. And, and anyway, so it says in Mark 3.15, Mark 3.15, and he says he has power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. We pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. When we're sick, heal us, because he has power to heal. He has power to heal. His word comes with power, as it says in Luke 4.32, Luke 4.32. They were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. His words were with power. When he speaks, when he speaks to our hearts, we read the Bible, we read the Bible and we go through, we're reading and reading, and all of a sudden as we read something, something just comes alive to us. It's like neon lights went on it. You know what that is? That's the word being respoken to our heart. And he spoke about that in John 6.63. John 6.63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. When we read and when he respeaks that, what happens is that he replaces our deadness, our dullness to God, our non-responsiveness, like a dead person, like a corpse. You can stand over a corpse and, and preach your heart out and you're not gonna get any decision, you're not gonna get any action there. And so anyway, they put stimulus on a corpse, you know, open the eyes, see if the eyes dilate, you know, pinch and so forth like that. Response, response. He replaces our deadness to give us a response to the word of God. And that happens when he respeaks the word to us. His teaching, when he teaches us, it's with power. It says in Matthew 7.29, Matthew 7.29, for he taught them as one having authority, same word, or power, and not as the scribes. We read the Bible, we pray to the Lord Jesus because he has the power to do this, change us, change me, change me, teach me, and as you teach me, change me. He has the power to do that. He has the power to give power to others. It says in Luke 9.1, Luke 9.1, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. So we ask the Lord Jesus, give us power to help others because he has the power to give power. Now, that's power. The second estimate is that he's worthy to receive all riches. He's worthy to receive all riches. In Colossians 1.16, we're told that everything was made by him. All things were made, all, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he's worthy to receive the riches. King Solomon, the richest man that ever lived, he said in 1 Chronicles 29.14, 1 Chronicles 29.14, he said, who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee. Malachi, in really challenging Israel, said to, said to them, one of the last things that Israel heard before the Lord came, before the 400 years of silence, in Malachi 3.8, Malachi, 3, Malachi said, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. God says, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. 
in tithes and offerings. And then he goes on in the same chapter, Malachi 3.10, Malachi 3.10, bring, bring you all the tithes in the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open unto you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room to receive it. God has a right to tithes and offerings and not to give him the tithes and offering, that's robbery. That's what he says, that's robbery. And tithes and offerings are are expressions, the way we express to God. When we need help, we give to God. It's like a prayer for help. When we are thankful for what he has done for us, we give to God. We give to God. And, And Paul said, this is the time you should do that. He said on the first day of the week, Sunday, that's today, 1 Corinthians 16.2, upon the first day of the week, 1 Corinthians 16.2, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. That phrase, give as God hath prospered, it makes it a tremendous fluidity to it. What does that mean? It's an excitement about giving is to make it like a like make a giving like an active conversation with God. Oh God, I need help in this area. So I give, I give you. Oh God, you provided me. So I give. It becomes this wonderful conversation. He is worthy to receive riches. Now, third, he's worthy to receive our wisdom. He's worthy to receive our wisdom. What's that mean? Wisdom speaks about our intelligence, our intelligence, our mind. You know, he's worthy to receive our mind, our intelligence. When we apply our intelligence to studying his word, we're giving him, his, giving him our wisdom, as it says in 2 Timothy 2.15, 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. To study is hard work, I know. To be able to divide the word of truth is hard work. It takes intelligence, it takes wisdom, it takes mind effort. He's worthy to receive all of that, encompassed in the word wisdom. Then it says, he's worthy to receive strength, strength. The Lord is worthy to receive our physical strength. There's one thing about our strength, and, and if you don't know now, you'll know since you get older, it's limited. It's limited. You know, <laughs> we have limited strength. Like in the day, you know, you wake up in the morning and you know you look at stuff at night and say, I'll do it tomorrow because tomorrow you're gonna have more strength. You wake up in the morning and you got energy in the morning. But as the evening approaches, you have less and less strength. It's going away. It's a very important term in the Bible when it says a little while, a little while, a little while. We, time is, it's, it's, it's expressing time is limited, our strength is limited. The earth has a little while to get right with God before he judges. Haggai 2.6, Haggai 2.6, thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. We just have a little while until he comes. We have a little while when we're able to work. Work, he says, for the night is coming when no man can work. But it says in, in Hebrews 10.37, Hebrews 10.37, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. The disciples had a limited time with the Lord Jesus Christ. They had a little while. And he told them that in John 13, 33, John 13, 33. Little children, yet a little while, while I am with you. And you know, what, you know what's gonna happen? When we, you ever wonder about what you're gonna think about when you die? You know, you know I, I just think that when, when it comes time to die, 
you know, and it, it, we're going to say something like, so soon? So soon, Lord? Uh, right now? So soon? Yeah. And therefore, he tells us, don't let that catch you like that. So he says in Psalm 90, verse 12, Psalm 90, verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. God wants us to consider how little while we have and that our lives are, only have a small amount of time to gain a good evaluation from the Lord when we stand before him. This is what Moses told Israel when God was yearning over his people in Deuteronomy 32.29. Deuteronomy 32.29. He said, oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end, consider the so soonness of it. We should give ourselves wholly to him while we have strength to do that because the night's coming when no man can work. And that's the whole point what Paul is saying in Romans 12.1. Romans 12.1, I beg you, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, so reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's so useful to go over to the tabernacle and just sit there and look at that altar and consider from the scriptures how the, what the priest did with the sacrifice, how often they, 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 they cut up the sacrifice and offered it piece by piece. There was the shoulder, the kidneys, and so forth, and they offered it separately in the same way. When Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, it's useful to go through the part of our bodies and to say, Lord, here's my feet. I give you today my feet. Before you get up out of bed, just say, Lord, this, this bed's the altar and I'm the sacrifice, so here we go. I'm gonna go through like the priest did. Here's my feet, Lord. I give my feet. Where would you like me to go today? Here's my hands, Lord. What would you like me to do today? Here's my mouth, Lord. What would you like me to say today? Here's my eyes. What do you want me to see? Here's my ears. Here's my head. Here's my, my mind. Here's my tongue, my entire body, piece by piece, like, an, uh, like, like, a, like a priest offering it piece by piece as a, on the altar as a sacrifice. Then the Lord is worthy to receive our honor, our honor. It says in, in 1 Samuel 2.30, 1 Samuel 2.30, he said, them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. We need to honor the Lord. How do we, them that honor me, how do we honor the Lord? We honor the Lord by living lives that honor him. We honor him by keeping ourselves clean and unspotted, unstained by the world. James 1.27, James 1.27 says, pure religion undefiled before God the Father, visit the fatherless and the widows, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. We honor him when we keep our minds stayed on him. As it says in Isaiah 26.3, Isaiah 26.3, thou keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. In Colossians 3.1, Colossians 3.1, if you then be risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth. We honor him by loving not the world and by realizing this world is, is, is passing away. We need to call hospice. The world is dying. 
In 1 John 2.15, 1 John 2.15, we're told, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away. It's in the process of dying. And the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. We honor him, as we've mentioned here, by giving, when we give to the Lord. In Proverbs 3.9, Proverbs 3.9, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. He's due the honor. He's due the honor. Paul tells us in Romans 13.7, give honor to whom honor is due. And then he's worthy to receive glory, worthy to receive glory. He receives glory when we bring fruit to him, the fruit of our lives, he said that in John 15, 8, John 15, 8. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. And what's that fruit? Galatians 5.22 tells us what the fruit is. Galatians 5.22. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's love. It's joy. It's peace. It's long-suffering or patience. It's gentleness. It's goodness. It's faith. We bring these fruits to him as we let him live his life in us. That's the whole point of Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When the Lord shines through us, because we're letting him live in us and, and outlive, outshine from us, we give him glory. And then it says that the Lord is worthy to receive blessing. Blessing, what is that? We bless the Lord when we praise him. We bless the Lord when we give him thanks, when we are thankful. The Lord is worthy to receive the blessings of our praise and our thanksgiving, as it says in Hebrews 13, 15. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. In Psalm 103, verse one, Psalm 103, verse one, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We bless the Lord also when we win others to become believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we have the privilege to appear before him and show him who we have brought with us. Isaiah 8, 18, Isaiah 8, 18. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me. I and the children whom the Lord hath given to me. So, song here in Revelation 12.5, it's speaking of what the Lord is worthy to receive. He's worthy to receive this from us. And, and can we give him anything less? When we consider the, the, this, this poem, out there amongst the hills my Savior died. Pierced by those cruel nails was crucified. Lord Jesus, you've done all this for me. Henceforth, I would live only for thee. Or as another song, another hymn goes, were the whole realm of, were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Let's pray. Father, here we want to join with those in heaven. And from our hearts, Lord, as we look 
at you, Lord Jesus. We wanna join them and say, worthy is the lamb that is slain. And now, Lord, we pray that you would help us to give to the lamb all that he's worthy of. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org.